Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Uh, we got a lot of questions on the show yesterday, a lot of comments too about uh, what's happening when GPs are administering uh, the vaccine uh, in the region uh, and uh, Limerick uh, GP Dr Yvonne Williams of the Shannon Medical Centre is on the line to help us out with that. Uh, good morning to you Yvonne. Good morning Joe. Um, so in essence we got a lot of questions yesterday from people asking about how someone can get the vaccine out of age sequence. Um, And a lot of people saying to to me uh, throughout the three hours of the show that they were aware of X and Y who were called by a GP, sometimes at short notice, uh, to get a vaccine. And they absolutely had no underlying conditions, according to um, the people who were in touch with me. Um, And they weren't in the age range. Can you explain all of that? I think there's been a lot of confusion about who GPs are vaccinating and and who they're not vaccinating. So most people are aware that GPs are vaccinating all the over 70s and we're almost coming to the end of giving second doses to our over 70s now. Some GPs, um, mainly in larger practices or depending on the, the type of patients with various health problems they look after, some GPs are also vaccinating people that are in cohort four or cohort seven and what that means is that people I suppose with a very high BMI so they might be quite overweight people with diabetes that wouldn't be well controlled conditions like that would be considered cohort four and then cohort seven would include a much wider range of people with conditions that might be related to their heart or their lung blood pressure having had cancer in the past so I suppose some people would and and in cohort seven would also be people with a BMI over 35 and that would be a very large number of people so people may not be aware of what conditions and health conditions that that others have and it can cause a bit of confusion and I suppose the other thing to be aware of is GPs are using the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines and with those vaccines every time we use a vial there is a possibility of getting an extra dose Sometimes it happens, sometimes it it doesn't. It's very unpredictable. And if you have those extra doses left at the end of a morning or an evening, you're you're looking, you know, you don't want to throw them in the bin. You want to give them to somebody, to anybody. So even if you haven't signed up to vaccinate people, um, perhaps with, you know, diabetes or or people who are overweight, you're not going to bin that vaccine. You'll quickly run a report on your computer system and try and find people who live very close by who might be available at short notice. Right. Is it possible then, Yvonne, that uh, somebody could be called at short notice and be surprised and maybe not even realise that they fall into one of the categories you've just described. Yeah, so generally what we do is we have a reserve list. So in the in the days running up to our vaccine clinic, once the HC confirms exactly how many little vials we're going to get, we ring people and we, we try to have a backup list. But Sometimes, despite people agreeing that they will be available at short notice, something has happened in between. Perhaps they find out they're a close contact or they've started to get a head cold or a temperature the day before and they can't come in. So I know one of our deliveries that we got uh, two extra vials more than we had asked for and they just arrived in that morning. And in between vaccinating people, we were frantically trying to find an extra 14 or 16 people who were at high risk. So in my own experience, they got a call at short notice. Some people who would have a BMI over 40 often wouldn't be aware. A lot of people don't weigh themselves regularly. You know, they wouldn't consider themselves maybe to be very unhealthy if they have maybe had cancer a few years ago and so on. So I think that's maybe where the confusion lies. Well, this is interesting now. So in other words, because we got a lot of this yesterday from people telling me I was talking rubbish when suggesting (laughs) that, that there may be people who 
don't realise that actually they have an underlying health condition. So they may say to a relative, sure, I don't have an underlying health condition and I'm not in the age range and I got called in at the last minute and they gave it to me. But what's actually happening is GPs are looking at their list, knowing the history of certain patients and making decisions, sometimes have to make them quite quickly. Absolutely. And I I suppose a lot of us don't realise, you know, what our weight is. And a lot of people haven't been in and had their weight done in in a year, a year and a half. Or some people would have diabetes and consider themselves to be quite healthy. They might just be taking one one or two tablets a day. But, you know, their last lot of blood results would indicate that the diabetes isn't very well controlled and, and they would be eligible then for a vaccine. What I would say is what we're having a lot of issues with and a lot of calls about are people who don't want the AstraZeneca vaccine and are trying to, I suppose, pressurise our staff into getting us to give them a Pfizer or a Moderna vaccine. And we're, we're not allowed to do that. Um, and the guidelines are very clear on the AstraZeneca. You know, it's considered to be very safe for people people over 50, uh, people who have a family history of maybe a clot, you know, a deep vein thrombosis in their leg or a clot in their lung. That's not a reason not to get AstraZeneca. Having had one of those in the past is not a reason not to get AstraZeneca it's still considered and the national guidance says get it And and is it possible that somebody who may have had uh, uh, mental health difficulties could be considered for the vaccine out of age sequence? Yeah, that's a really important um, point, Joe. So people who would have had a history of quite significant mental health issues are also considered to be very vulnerable. Those patients um, were going to be called through the local mental health services. But again, if GPs at short notice had extra doses left, people with a history of schizophrenia or severe depression or bipolar disorder would have been called in and again that's not something that people maybe want their relatives to know or their friends to know so I think that's where the confusion lies people's medical information is is, is quite personal and people like Mm. to keep some things to themselves and ultimately if you are left with doses as you say at the end of the day and you've gone through all of those lists and you've looked at everything there is to look at do you in the end come down to physical closeness of a patient to um, the, the surgery who can perhaps get in very quickly and just to not to dump uh, the the vaccine someone is called I don't think that will ever happen because cohort 7 includes such a wide range of problems. You're even talking, you know, conditions like high blood pressure, perhaps. Um, that, you know, I haven't come across anybody needing to do that. Um, there's such a wide variety of conditions in category 4 or 7. What we have found sometimes coming to the very end of the clinic, perhaps with our last file, is that there's an extra dose left and you might have a spouse perhaps in the age range of 60, but with also maybe heart disease or diabetes, and they would be eligible um, if you're on your last round of vaccines for that extra dose. But it it has caused a lot of confusion for people, and and that's unfortunate. But I suppose one of the messages today would be about the AstraZeneca vaccine, that we we don't have leeway to to give people an alternative to that at the moment. So you're getting quite a bit of that, are you? And and, and are people refusing to use, to take that vaccine then, and that leaves them unvaccinated? Is that part of what's happening here? Well, I suppose some people are choosing not, not to get a vaccine. It, it, the uptake is very, very good in Ireland. But anecdotally, we're, we're hearing that people would really prefer perhaps to have a different one. Some people are anxious, but it's, it's an anxiety, I think, out of confusion that they're worried because perhaps their mum had a clot in their leg or their lung. Yeah. And finally, um, Yvonne, and I'm not asking you to speak for every GP in the country or anything like it, but while there may be the odd situation where, you know, some GP somewhere is bringing someone in they shouldn't bring in and giving them the vaccine, and they're likely not saying anything about it, nor is the person getting it. In general, you know, Uncle Davy or a patient you like is not getting dragged in at the end of the day. No, 
that's not happening and I haven't heard of, of that happening. Um, we do have, as I said, patients that are, are very keen to get it and I think there is um, there is a little bit of anxiety about who, who's getting done first. But the plan is for every adult in the country to be to be vaccinated and everybody will get called eventually. It's just difficult when you're waiting and you're aware of somebody perhaps, you know, getting the vaccine in ahead of ahead of time or ahead of your own call. Yeah, yeah. And and again, and look, we're never going to persuade everybody of this. Someone's just come in saying, Joe, I know plenty that got it and definitely no underlying condition. And, and again, I suppose that goes back to, well, like, how do you know? I mean, people yeah. people are not always going to talk about, I, I, you know, I, I don't go around the place talking about underlying health conditions with sort of neighbours or friends or even people necessarily close to me. You just, it's, yeah. it's not a, no, sort of a normal everyday topic of conversation. Maybe it is for some people. Maybe people yeah. spend all their times over a cup of coffee saying, oh, jeepers, they're all deep in thrombosis, you know, but... No, and, and to be honest, we would have families and, and every GP I know has families where, you know, relatives may not be aware that somebody in their family has had a history of severe depression. You know, the, the people do keep, you know, information to themselves and they're perfectly entitled to do so. And I and presume you do have situations where patients, you know, you, you, you could be dealing with an entire family and, you know, X member of family, you obviously under confidentiality would have awareness and you have to be very careful dealing with Y member of the family because they may not know about these things. Yeah, we do. And we're often asked by patients, perhaps who are diagnosed with cancer in the early stages, they choose to keep that to themselves. They don't want to be treated differently. It's something that they want to protect their family from for a while. Um, so we would have situations where, where children may not know that, that a parent you know, has been diagnosed with a certain condition or, or vice versa. So people don't always know as much as they think they know, I suppose, Joe, like, like ourselves. And if I could add before we finish this, we, we are getting queries from pregnant women who are very keen to get information about the vaccine. As of last night, the HSC, um, they still haven't finalised a pathway. So we know that the Pfizer-Moderna vaccines are, are approved for women from 14 weeks up to 36 weeks of pregnancy to get, but we haven't been informed yet when and where those vaccines will happen. So okay. for any pregnant ladies listening, we, we can't give them an answer yet as to when that's going to happen. All right. Listen, thank you very much for all of that. We really appreciate your time on a busy morning for you. That's Dr. Yvonne Williams there of Shannon Medical Centre. Call Limerick today now on 461995.